Have you ever had somebody give you the advice to enjoy every single second and you just feel guilty because you're not? We're going to give you some tips today about finding the balance between enjoyment and getting through the difficult moments of parenthood. Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We are going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia Allen. I am a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and one. And I'm Tara Lynn Griffin, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, five, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. I have the face palm for today and it is daylight savings time <laughs> and my reaction to it this year. I do not know what my problem is, but I usually don't have a struggle with daylight savings time. Maybe it's because I've always just been so sleep deprived that <laughs> I just fall asleep whatever time. And and with my kids, actually, it's never been a huge deal because I always just let the daylight savings time trick them. You know what I yes. mean? Like whatever yes. way it goes, I just make sure they go to bed earlier or whatever. But this time it has rocked my world. <laughs> me too. At night, this whole week. And it took me like four days to even recognize it. At night, like I lay down to go to bed and I can't fall asleep. And then once I lay there for a while, then I start like daydreaming. And then as I don't know if anybody else is like this, but once I do just it's kind of like indulging and just letting my mind just roam, then I can just get caught up. And also two hours go by and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. it's time to go to sleep. But then that makes so that then when the morning comes, I'm not in the mood and I've told you guys how I've been in the past. So like, oh yes, I'm waking up and I'm feeling refreshed. Well, that has not been happening this week. I've literally been like, do I have to get up? <laughs> and I still have been getting up one morning though. I didn't. And I, I just did a little baby miracle morning. I had to do the six minute, but anyway, so that's my thing. It has rocked my world this week and I am, we're sitting here early in the morning <laughs> And I am feeling sleep deprived. Both of us walked in today. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gosh. a little bit, little bit zombie-ish. And Felicia just got back from a vacation, so she has like that plus Extra time changes. <laughs> she had to go through time changes again after daylight savings time. Yes. So My normally, it's not a huge deal for me, but this time it has. I have not been adjusting well. I feel oh, like a two-year-old. Like it's yes. not working for me. We feel it with our kids. Sorry, I just had a cough attack there. Um, so. Yes, Charlene, I feel you. We went back to the old time and now back to this time. And I'm sure my kids are, their clocks are off. And so is mine. So my high five is, um, there is a meditation that I've heard, and I'm pretty sure it's Eckhart Tolle, but uh, I'm not going to say that for sure. But this is basically what it is. It's really simple. And it's that when you are outside in nature, as you look around, look at things as if you don't know what they are. That is Eckhart. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was. You know, Eckhart. Yeah, you know. Our <laughs> We're on friend. first name now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was on a run when we were on our little vacation. And they had a ton of really cool cactus. We were in Arizona. And I don't see cactus a lot. And so obviously I know what a cactus is. <laughs> but I was on the run and I saw, I was looking at these cactus like, I obviously know this is a cactus, but they're so 
cool. And so I took the time to do this meditation where when you're outside, you see things like a tree or flower or cloud or whatever it is. And you almost go back into a kid-like state where you don't really know the name of that thing. And especially not the specific name, but even as simple as just like tree, you don't even know what this thing is and look at it as if you don't know. And it really takes you into a state of awe and wonder for the thing. And so I seriously was sitting here staring at this cactus for like, this sounds so funny. I'm sure people were looking at me like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But, but for probably a full minute, which is a long time to just stand there and stare at a cactus. And it really, I was filled with awe and just like wonder of this thing that I obviously know its name, but in my meditation, I didn't know its name. And it really made me feel peaceful and took me into the present moment. Like, nothing I've ever really done and I thought this is how our kids feel every single day Mm -hmm. especially little Mm -hmm. kids like when we go to the grocery store and hop out and there's like this huge thing of rocks in the median and it's like we're annoyed because they're taking two minutes because they want to look at all the rocks I'm like this is how they feel they Mm -hmm. don't know all Mm -hmm. these things like Mm -hmm. we know it and we just disregard all these amazing things. So, and they're looking at it for the first time. Yes. I think that's why kids are such, they're so good for our spirits because mm-hmm. they help us see those things. Totally. For the first time again. Yeah. For us. You know what yeah. I mean? It like opens your eyes. Yeah. So try it. And I think I'm going to try it when my kids are looking at something particularly long. It's like, oh. Take that time you know to mean? actually do it yourself. Yeah. Because they're doing it. Yeah. And you're right. Why if not? you were on a hike in the desert and your kids saw a cactus, they oh. would be spending. Seven minutes just yes. staring at the cactus. Yes. What are those spikes? What's yep. that? You know what I mean? That's like what my kids did. On I've our never hike. seen this. Yeah. You know? That's yeah, so cool. Totally. So it was awesome. I loved it. So today we are going to <clears throat> talk, well, kind of flesh out a comment that we got, a question we got. That's the right word. Um, from Josh in Minnesota. One of Minnesota. Minnesota. One of our listeners. And Josh, you can Tell us if we say that right in the right accent. Um, but here's this question. Each day can feel so long with all we have to do. Work, parent, spouse, just being an adult in general. That it's hard to remember to slow down and really cherish those moments. We look back at the last 10 months, for example, and we're like, wow, how was our kid ever that little? Time flies by. And in seemingly the same breath, we can say, will this day never end? <laughs> oh, none of us have ever experienced that. <laughs> uh, how can we find balance between these two ideas of cherishing and relishing in the now and maintain perspective that this too shall pass? Anything that you guys do alone with your kids or with your spouses that is dedicated to reflection? And so we just love this question because we feel like it encompasses especially young childhood in those days where we're feeling like, really, will this day ever end? And so we have just a few tips. So for me, Josh, thank you so much for bringing up this awesome topic. For me, there's a few things. One of them is a mantra that I actually say regularly inside my mind. And I mean, I'm, I probably say it 20 times a day, but it helps me be able to be present for the joyful moments and also the moments that you don't feel joyful in. It helps me still stay present in them so I don't just totally get lost. And the, the sentence that I say to, my, to myself is, I am here. And I know that sounds like the most simple sentence in the entire world because it is. The thing I love about it is it's the truth. 
I am here. Um, I, I love the phrase, this too shall pass. And I've heard a lot of moms be able to really connect with that phrase. For me, I have a difficulty saying it as a, like a mantra because for me, I have now connoted it with only getting through hard moments. And you're almost like, yes, this will pass. I'm like pushing it away almost. Yes, exactly. Like, let me just, <clears throat> uh, let me just get through yeah. this because it's so bad. I know that's not the truth of it though. The truth is this too shall pass. Everything shall pass. So that means the good moments will pass and the really difficult moments will pass. And that truth is actually super, super powerful because you can live more presently when you know this tiny, that tiny smile is going to pass. And this tantrum is also going to pass. So that phrase is super, super helpful. But for me, the even more resonating phrase is, I am here. So I'll literally be there. I actually probably use it the most during those difficult moments when you really are like, this is going on Mm -hmm. so long. Like, how am I going to make it through? I'll just take us, I mean, probably take maybe 10 seconds and I'll just say in my mind, I am here. Like I am here. I'm not somewhere else. I'm here. The kid's on the floor. He has his legs up in the air and he's crying. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. that is happening right now. And somehow it just takes away all the angst of, but this shouldn't be happening. I wish this I should be more enjoyable. Else. I wish, yeah, I wish I wasn't here. It kind of takes away, because in those difficult times when you're, especially, and again, I'm sure people experience with as teenagers, we just don't have teenagers right now to talk about it with. But I know that, I mean, it's all those thoughts that make those situations really difficult. My kids should not be doing that right now. Yeah, I could be on a beach somewhere. (laughs) Other moms have it easier than me. Mm -hmm. You know, other dads don't have kids with this same problem. All those thoughts are the painful thoughts. But if you can just come back to, "Ah, I am here and my child is screaming. Mm -hmm. For somehow, Somehow that reality actually is far less painful than all the thoughts that we put around that reality. But the thing I love about the phrase, I am here, is I also use it in those really beautiful moments. So, and it's almost like a mantra, like brings me back to really appreciating the moments. So when my kid is doing something extra cute or I f- I'm feeling connected or, you know, we're sitting there reading and they're all looking at the book at the same time, you know, it never happens. I'll just say, sometimes I'll, t- again, it's, and you know, take anywhere from two to 10 seconds and just take a few deep breaths and be like, ah, oh, I am here. Like this is one of those moments that I want to lock into my memory and I have a friend named Meredith who she taught me this concept. She wouldn't say, I am here. She'd say, this is an ah moment. That was like mm-hmm. her thing. And she's like, I noticed when I started saying that to myself, you're looking for those like ah moments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. this is one of those frames that I just mm-hmm. want to take a picture Mental with in my picture. mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Totally. And when you're kind of looking for those and when you have a sentence you can say to yourself, I know it sounds kind of weird, but really choose a sentence, whatever resonates with you. This is an ah moment or I am here or love, whatever you want to say to yourself. But if you actually can have something that you say in the present moment to bring you there and either let you just soak in that moment of joy and bliss and just the cuteness of their little cheeks or whatever, mm-hmm. or ah, yes, I am here. And this is a difficult moment. And I'm, I'm okay with that too. Yep. That peace carries through, through all those times and allows you to actually stay present. So that would be my first tip is be present, focus on being present, but choose an actual sentence to say in your mind that can bring you back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. So I am here. Sometimes I'll actually switch it to here I am because here I am is something that I say to my kids a lot when they're hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, like they come to me and I'll say, here I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
so that one even sometimes makes me feel extra loving you know yeah, what i mean because i can I say that. in my mind like here i am mm-hmm. so it's the same words but i have that extra for me a little bit of a positive emotion connected to that phrase and i mm-hmm. actually want them to grow up hearing that phrase in their minds totally like here i am i want them to have to hear my voice saying that yeah and another thing and this is kind of we're kind of going off here but that sentence saying it to your kids sometimes i think we don't know exactly what to say so like if they're they're feeling her emotionally or physically and you know sometimes you're like should i be should i be overly gushing over this yeah Yeah. (laughs) should Mm -hmm. we be putting up you know should i be trying to distract them and obviously we don't want to distract them but we've been taught so many times that the word sometimes the words just come out of our mind like oh it's okay here's yeah. a toy you know like yeah. you want to say that yeah. <laughs> but I've actually found that's like a good like just plug that in instead yeah. just say here I am like mm-hmm. I'm here with you mm-hmm. you're crying obviously if there's a wound you're going to be helping it but yeah. I'm saying you know when they fall over and they're just crying and they just want you to hold them and yeah. you don't know what to say here I am is really great also with emotional stuff though like just last night my daughter was sad about something so she was telling me that I she was feeling sad about it and I could just give her a hug and be like here I am like I'm mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. just feeling it I love that you know what I yeah, mean and you totally. don't have to feel like you have to because that's really all ah, what should we do to get this feeling away you know? from us yeah so it's a nice that. filler word to say mm-hmm. out loud a filler yeah. sentence to say out loud as well to help you s- balance that joy that. and difficulty in the present moment they hear you say it sometimes sometimes you just say it to yourself yes I love that um to go along with that I have a tip to kind of get in that mind frame daily being intentional. And I think this is especially helpful for dads. Um, My husband does this and really, really likes it, but also moms. And that is to go into, so when you transition from one time in your day to the next time in your day to go into it with intention. So what this looks like is, so from a dad's point of view, you go to work, you have your intention set for this is what I want to achieve at work. This is how I want to be while I'm at work. And then when you come home, take 30 seconds to five minutes, whatever you need in your car to set an intention for this is the person I want to show up as when I go into my house. I love that. Doesn't he say he also taps the door frame as he walks through? Yeah. So it's actually like a physical trigger Mm -hmm. to be like, yes, say your sentence uh before you go in. And when we say he, so We've mentioned it before, but Brandon Bouchard, um, High Performance Habits is his book. And he talks about this in there. Um, He also has a really great podcast. But so he sets this daily intention as he goes through these transitions in his day. And one example that I love that he gives is, um, you know, we're all hanging out as a family. And then my son asks for help with his homework. So that seems like boom, there's no space in between what we're doing to help with the homework. You just go right into it. But he takes 10 seconds in his mind to set the intention for helping his kid with homework. And I love it. He says, you know, just going into it, I think I would, my initial reaction would be, let's just get this done, help him finish it, help him get a good grade, whatever it is. Or even like help him understand the calculus or whatever, which are all good things. But when he really thought about it, his intention was to create the connection with his son and to let his son know when you have hard things in the future, I'm going to be here for you. Mm -hmm. So how different is that if we set the intention going into bedtime? It's like, oh, we're so tired. Take 10 seconds to think, 
what's my intention? What do I want my kids to get out of this bedtime process? What do I want to get out of this bedtime process? And then you are present in that moment. I know that'll change our outlook with Mm -hmm. each of the tasks that we do. And if connection is always your goal, I mean, that's just a awesome. Yeah. It really changes everything. If the goal for bedtime is connection. Totally. And obviously them getting into their beds eventually. Yeah. Not eventually. By a specific time. Very quickly. (laughs) And staying in their beds, ideally. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's part of our goal. But I love that. But if you change it to that's actually our secondary goal. Yeah. The first goal is connection. I actually think the whole thing goes so much smoother. Yes. When you're like, they feel that peace I'm actually going to give you. this 10 minutes to <clears throat> connection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it has to take four hours, but exactly. like this time is going to be connection mm-hmm. and homework. I mean, ooh, we've all had times where it's like, I don't know if anybody's ever, yeah, for you people out there who have spent a lot of time teaching your kids to read. Oh, wow. Baby. I mean, how many times <laughs> can you read the word and sometimes? Mm-hmm. And, but if your goal is I'm connecting as we're learning this mm-hmm. instead of how many times are we going to read, sound out the word and. Totally. You know what I mean? It totally mm-hmm. changes it. It totally changes mm-hmm. your entire perspective. Yep. That that's secondary. It's important. The secondary stuff is not. It's super it's important. Yeah. But <clears throat> if the first thing is connection, oh my heavens, I love that math mm-hmm. teaching. Like you're helping your kid with algebra, that isn't going to always be pleasant. But if your goal is connection, you can actually be there for the whole thing. Yep. Oh my heavens, I love that. Yep. I love that was one of my favorite tips from his book. So. I think the big picture with this is to look at when you're in young childhood, I think sometimes you can get stuck in just the daily grind of like wake up, feed, treadmill process. And so something that I like to do that really helps me in those mundane tasks is to realize the goal for my family. And what this looks like for me is my husband and I, you know, every few months we kind of talk about what are important things for our family um and and then in the daily tasks I can decide how can I manifest that goal in just these little tiny tasks that we're doing every single day that seem mundane but really I know all of us have things we we look back on from our childhood and think that was so important to me and it was little and so <clears throat> for me, my things are that I want, my, my family goals, big picture is I want to have love in our home. I want to have a home where we all <clears throat> care about each other and are interested in each other. I want to have an open relationship with my kids that they enjoy being with me and we have open conversations. And in parentheses, I have especially outside because that's super important to me to have that outside time. And then, so in early childhood, in just a normal day, what this looks like is we have dinner at home together and sometimes dinner and cooking it and all of that is just like, oh my gosh. And sometimes it's just order a pizza. But if I have in the back of my mind, that family goal of having love in our home where we're all together and we enjoy each other, it takes that just like messy, hard time into being something that's intentional. Another one is to play outside every single day. That's sometimes hard to get everything, everybody ready and especially in the winter, but it changes it because I know that it's related to my end goal. Um, one that I've really had to reframe <laughs> is uh, helping my kids through like sibling rivalry. My older two boys are, they're only 22 months apart, so they play really well, but they also fight really, really well. 
<laughs> they're <laughs> really good at fighting. <laughs> excellent at both. <laughs> and so I have looked at my end goal and thought, I really want my kids to be best friends. And I want in the end when they're like, hmm, who do I want to go on this trip with or hang out with? I want it to be family and siblings. So I look at helping them get through those moments of rivalry as something that can further my end goal for our family. That's awesome. I had a friend in high school who was wonderful. I had really great friends, but she was frustrated sometimes because I loved hanging out with my siblings and she'd be like, Terilyn, families are forever and friends for are only for right now so come right now you know what i mean <laughs> but as a parent i actually want my kids to yes. feel that way that they want to hang out there totally they sometimes can choose their siblings over their friends not all the time but yeah. it would to me like as a teenager i was like it didn't really affect me then but now i'm like gold yes. star for yeah. the parents you know what <laughs> totally. i mean <laughs> totally um, something that I love the whole concept of a family, when you think of what your whole mission is as a family, the thing that it does is you're zooming out a little bit. So we talk so much about being present, which is really, I think, the key to life. You're you because you're actually living, that's the thing, is you're actually like truly living your life when you live in the present moment. But I think setting a routine of being able to actually, I mean, Josh asked what our actual like if there's any routine that we put in for reflection. And I think that zoom out time, which is what Felicia's talking about, creating what your long-term goals are, that is like, it's like a little zoom out time. And for me, I'm like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with seeing clearly in any way, like with our actual eyes, with our mental eyes, spiritual eyes, all that. I'm like seriously obsessed with it because I feel like so many people, really wonderful people, when they get in really, really dark places and do um, things that are sabotaging to their life, they can't see clearly. Like mm-hmm. if you talk to them after, they're like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Yeah. Like you they're not mud- seeing clearly. Muddled. Yeah. So I'm, I would mm-hmm. say, I would say obsessed is the right word with this concept <laughs> because it's this, it's like, I want to make sure that I'm seeing clearly because I don't want to ever be like, oh my heavens, I, what was I thinking for 10 years of my life? Why did I destroy all those relationships? I don't, I'd just prefer totally. not to have that happen. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> if, I, if I can. <laughs> if I can um, prevent it. So one thing that I, and we've mentioned this before, but if you can just take, and again, this literally only takes 30 seconds. For me, I do it as part of my morning routine, which I know we just rave about morning routines, but you can do it anytime. You can do it, you know, you can have, I, I love how Brendan Bouchard says to have like an actual trigger. So it could be, mm-hmm. When you go to bed at night, when you walk from your bathroom into your bedroom, as you walk through that doorway, that could be your trigger to do this thing. But it's a very specific exercise. And it is to imagine, and we've mentioned this concept before, but it really applies here. Imagine yourself in the future looking back at where you are right now. So it's for me, it literally is like you're living, you're living, you're living in your present life. And then you just take a second and just like zoom out to the top. So I picture myself, for me, every morning I do the picture myself at the end of today, at the end of three years, and at the end of my life. Those are my three things. I mean, I do every single day. I look back. But if if you literally just take the 30 seconds and do the zoom out to, say, 20 years from now or whatever, you choose the amount of time. Every single time, it's going to center you on this perspective of you're in your life with your kids. You're getting, sometimes you're feeling like you're trapped in the day-to-day. And when you zoom out, it's all of a sudden like, 
everything just comes into focus. Like, oh, that this tantrum is isn't mm-hmm. the biggest deal. My connection to him is the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. Or that moment, I am going to remember. That little sweet hug, that is what's important. You know what I mean? So I think if you can literally set, I mean, set a trigger, like decide right now, what is my trigger going to be? When am I going to do this? And if you just take 30 seconds a day to just zoom out, then it's going to help you in those times. It balance out the feeling of the days sound like years. You know, you've always heard the phrase, the days feel like years, but the years go by like minutes Mm -hmm. with small children. And I think that's true. And I think when you zoom out though, you can actually see, oh, but I'm here in it right now. Yeah. So this is my time to actually feel that. So that's just a a tactic, a tip that you can use in your own family to help you kind of just zoom out, see it clearly, kind of prioritizes immediately for you. It just like balances itself out for you. Yep. I love it. All right. We're going to take a little break and we'll be back with some more tips. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we just have a couple more tips to help you <clears throat> embrace the young childhood time. And the first one is really simplify your parenting and make it easier. And we're going to, in another episode, talk about making parenting easier in general and some more tips. Because it's more, easier to enjoy things when, when it's, it's easier. easier. <laughs> totally. totally. That's not overcomplicated. And it's easy to talk about, you know, our circumstances don't affect us yeah. on the inside, all that kind of stuff. But let's be honest, if we can just make it easier, yeah. let's do it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so the one that we feel like really goes along with this and something that I have found super helpful with little kids is to allow space in your day so that they can have time for their little kid things and their exploration. So in between tasks, if you can, allow more space. So what this looks like for me is say I'm gone somewhere. When I come back, I know that it would be really hard. I mean, it can happen, but there's going to be a lot of friction. It can be really hard to come back and just say, all right, now we're going to go to the park with all our friends. It can be a fun thing, but it's just the transition time is what's really hard for kids. So I think to myself, I think I'll leave 30 minutes, an hour or whatever of just simple connection, normal time for my kids before I push them into that next task. Mm -hmm. So if you can allow a little more space, some buffers on either end of transition. So you go out to dinner, if you can leave just a little bit earlier and have that buffer before you're rushing your kids into bedtime Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, just Mm -hmm. a little bit of space. Mm-hmm. And then the second tip we have is to get on their level. And this kind of comes full circle to the cactus idea, recognizing that our kids are in a time in young childhood that their imagination is just sparking. They're interested in everything. And if we can, instead of immediately expect them to align with our agenda, if we can, this is 
something that I do all the time. My kid's playing with a toy and we need to leave. Instead of just being like, drop it, let's go. I go over and just give. It seriously takes 10 seconds. Recognize, wow, that Optimus Prime is really cool. He's really beating up that dinosaur. We need to get in the car now. Mm -hmm. But if you give him just Mm -hmm. that recognition, like what you're thinking and doing is important to me. We still have to leave, but I'm not just disregarding you mm-hmm. as a human in general. And it's not like, like for me, sometimes I'll be like walking past them as yeah. I'm going to the car yes. with my arms full. Yeah. Okay, it's time to get in the car. <laughs> and there is no, and sometimes that just doesn't work for me. Well, right. in fact, right. I'm going to say 95% of the time yeah. that doesn't work. I always end up coming back in and then I have to remember, mm-hmm. okay, kneel down. And it really does only take mm-hmm. 10 seconds, but totally. it feels totally different to a kid than the totally. rush of put on your shoes, put on your shoes, put on your shoes. Mm-hmm. It's totally different than let me take the 10 seconds, kneel down. Yeah. I'm going to take this toy and set it down mm-hmm. and then here's your shoes. You can either yep. put them on or I'll put them on for you or whatever yeah, it is. Whatever. It yeah. doesn't take much longer, but it's totally. just a different mindset and kids don't feel rushed. Nobody likes feeling rushed. Totally. As an adult, I don't like feeling rushed. Yep. It's, I'm like allergic to it. Like, yes. I, yes. I feel like a little kid when I'm rushed. Like people are rushing me. I'm like, stop rushing me. No. Anyway. I agree. And I think anytime, so if you, anytime you go from bribing, so like, or, or fear-based or shaming or any, any other type of parenting technique. Get in the car now. We're not going. Mm-hmm. You're taking forever. Right. You're so slow. You're making us late. Anything like that. Those things almost like a lot of times they work quicker. Threatening mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, they just mm-hmm. do it. You do get immediate, you get immediate. results yeah. from that. So just know if you're switching from that to a more respectful, whatever you want to call it connecting style of parenting it probably will take a few times for your kids to get used to it and for them not to push that boundary so just remember you're still the parent hold the boundary Mm -hmm. and in the end we think it will end up just a lot more peaceful you get better long-term results because yeah fear and shame and threats and bribes get short-term results Mm -hmm. but there's a ton of research out there. They do not get long-term yep. positive results. And they hurt your relationship, yep. which is like the ultimate long-term which result. Zoom out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Zoom out. Um, one last tip, Josh, for this awesome question of enjoying the moment, but still getting through the difficult ones, um, is to have somewhere, and I'm not. T- it doesn't have to be like a fancy space that you only write in once a month, but I like to keep for each of my kids, they each have their own little journal that's in a really accessible place and I like to just I mean you don't have to like make it sound great and flowery but you just write down the cute things that they do so when they Mm -hmm. say something cute like I mentioned you know my son the cute little word he's saying right now is super wee woe I just write it down you're saying Mm -hmm. super wee woe right now and I love it or Mm -hmm. you just move from saying oh and he says yes he never says yeah or yes yes I'll be like do you want this yes like Mm -hmm. he and I'm like yeah such enthusiasm just write that down because if you have a place and a regular routine of, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, again, with all, all these things, it isn't an all or nothing. Just when you remember, write it down. It's great. Or have it built into your routine either way. But when you have it in your mind that you are going to be writing them down to remember, you, f- you see those moments mm-hmm. way more. You yep. know what I mean? You see those cute little things like, oh yes, I love that. And then you write it down. And then, and then it also helps when you are having those moments of like, ah. This kid is driving me crazy. Yep. You can actually go back to their journal and just kind of like, I picture it like you're just like, kind of like 
just building up the love for that kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just yeah. need to remember, remember for a minute, why do I love this kid so mm-hmm. much? You know what I mean? Yep. And it's a great place to go for reference. Yep. And I've had a lot of friends and I've read a lot of great articles about this concept. People say, enjoy the moment. I mean, people, I hear this all the time from people who have already had kids and their kids are grown. They're literally one piece of advice is just enjoy, enjoy it. every <laughs> second of it. And that actually works for me when people tell me that because I'm like, There is so much to enjoy, but there are also times, and I've had a lot of friends who have told me this, that that piece of advice just grates on them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not enjoying this. This Mm -hmm. is really hard. And I'm just feeling guilty that I'm not enjoying it because you're saying I should enjoy every second, but (laughs) that poop on my face was not enjoyable. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so we just want (laughs) to let you guys know out there, if you've been listening to this and thinking, hopefully you found some tips that work for you. But if you feel like I am not enjoying every moment, that's okay. You don't have to enjoy every moment. There are difficult moments Mm -hmm. and there are other moments that are easier to enjoy. But if you can be present and just find some tips that work for you, do a few things to make your parenting a little easier. There are so many joyful moments out there. And I mean, I have a friend who said recently, I mean, like to her, she's not feeling any enjoyment in her motherhood. Like it's like, this is the worst thing ever. And I know I chose it. I'm not saying I wouldn't choose it, but I'm feeling really, really like this is, there's nothing good about this right now. Mm -hmm. And then she's feeling guilty because she's not enjoying it. And my message to all you parents out there who are feeling that know that there, there is a better, there's a better way just by reframing a few things. There is another way Mm -hmm. to be a parent because there are really joyful moments and it really is a matter of just reframing and finding those things that work for you. And that's really one of the huge goals of yeah. me and Felicia doing this work is mm-hmm. to help you guys find that. Find the thing inside of you that when you take the time to fulfill yourself and then you take the time to be present with your kids, really magic happens. Yeah. And you'll find those magical moments in between the really difficult ones. And it's okay to have both. In fact, there's no way to not have both of those kinds of moments. But being present in all of the kinds are what's going to allow you to balance that feeling of enjoying and still getting through the difficult times with wholeness. Yep, exactly. Well, Josh, thanks so much for your question. I think a lot of people will connect with it. And thanks to everyone for listening. Let's find the magic. (coughs) (laughs) Brown cows.